0: All right. We're here. The fitter, stronger, happier podcast from El Fitness. This is Carl with coach Ben. What's up? Episode one. <laughs> um, we've been talking about doing a podcast. Oh, I was going to say for a long time, but it's only actually probably been a few weeks. We did a long <laughs> time ago. Um, we're, we're bringing it back. So we want to spend this time to talk about training, nutrition, some of our philosophies, talk to members, other professionals in fitness or local business owners. And yeah, try right. to have a fun time with us. Um, so we have a long list of topics to go over, but we're going to start with what's most important is uh, interviewing uh, coach Ben, newest <laughs> member of our team here. Oh, yeah. First um, guest. yeah. First guest. I think I'm the first guest because oh, okay. I talked first, oh, yeah. but, um, we'll give it to you, Ben, if you really want it. So, um, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know that's maybe newer to our GM or just hasn't run into coach Ben, they've been uh, sleeping in. He's usually here in the mornings. Um, he's been part of our team since January. I think the first week of January, we met him earlier in December and then, uh, between the holidays and multiple people getting sick and busy times. We're like, all right, next week, next week, next week. And then, <laughs> it, was, and then it was next year. Um, he's been a great addition to our team. Um, phenomenal coach, lots of experience. He's been really helpful with, um, I, I think, our business as a whole, communicating with everyone as a team. He fits right in. Um, he's got a lot of, lot of different experiences. And I think What I like most about the Ben, he's like very invested in everyone's success as part of the team um, and our clients, too, and is constantly looking for ways for everyone to do better. So he's been great. I love working with this guy. Um, So, Ben, um, tell me a little bit about your experience with getting into coaching, the fitness industry, training, what that looks like for you.
1: Yeah, thanks man. Really appreciate it. So, <clears throat> dude, I would personally say that upon like joining LCID past what has it been like four? Is it close to five months now? Basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, the previous uh, six years of me coaching was basically me failing and then just learning from it. <laughs> like every single year, just slowly getting a little bit better. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I started off when I was about 24, so that was about seven years ago now.
0: You say, how old are you now? Uh,
1: I'm 31. Old guy. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, and at the time, I was absolutely like neck deep into the CrossFit world. So I was like trying to compete CrossFit. I was doing Olympic mm-hmm. weightlifting my entire life basically revolved around crossfit at the time and the ultimate dream for me was to become a crossfit coach and have my own crossfit gym this was like me back in 24 and starting off i was very much on the mindset or whatever you want to call it agenda of everyone should be paleo Everyone should do CrossFit. Everyone should do like high-intensity stuff. doesn't matter who you are. Everyone should do it, and everyone should do the same thing. Everyone should be able to back squat. Everyone should be able to deadlift and blah, 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 blah. Luckily, <laughs> I know um, that in itself is maybe 0.001% of what people actually need and what they actually deserve. And I kind of pride myself now as being what I like to call a life-based nutrition code. What I mean by that is how to improve your healthy, uh, sorry, how to el- eat healthier, but how to eat healthier within the parameters of your own life. So the impact that food has in terms of not just your physical health, but also your mental, emotional, social, even your environmental health, and how you can build a better environment for yourself. I can say from like six, seven years of training people, coaching people, that that is the one thing that is almost universally going to have the biggest impact on people. And as much as I like absolutely love the training, I love the high intensity work, um, I love getting stronger, I love getting fitter, I love like seeing people get stronger and fitter. Um, to say that everyone needs to even back squat, let alone snatch like hang clean and all that stuff actually what most people need is a better environment around them and habits, choices, actions that are going to help them to become better people.
0: That sounds very boring, <laughs> very not sexy to uh, make good food choices.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Um, <laughs> a good point. It's funny. Uh, you know what? Uh, we were talking about other things and it like Segway, but just talking about what most people probably need more of is like really, really basic um, lifestyle adjustments to be stronger, to be fitter, faster, whatever your kind of goals may be, even if it's more of a performance for sports, Um, the basic things most people aren't doing well, which would be, you know, sleeping eight plus hours increasing their movement throughout the day by going for walks, maybe riding your bike to work, um, eating a vegetable every once in a while, more <laughs> than once a year. Um, and, you know, getting like some quality pro- high protein meals regularly, just mm-hmm. consistent, really basic things that I'd say most people know they should do, but aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question to you would be, since we're kind of talking about your your thoughts on coaching with stuff like that would be, um, do you think that is, do you see that being harder for people to do really basic stuff, drinking water, sleeping eight hours, eating, let's say a balanced meal more often than not? Yeah. Um, do you think, do you find it harder for people to do that than to come to the gym and go ham?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think for me, like one of the first things I've talked to um, with my clients about is the difference between the difficult easy versus the actually difficult hard. The difficult easy is for you to say on Monday, I'm going to go back on the keto diet. I'm going to restrict all my calories again because I kind of feel like I screwed up over the weekend or tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on like a, I'm gonna do a hip workout I'm gonna do this really punishing workout because I need to compensate for what I feel the mistakes or the lack of ability that I have I literally had a conversation um, a couple of, couple of weeks ago uh, with one of my clients who said she was really struggling with with her goals. She was really struggling to lose weight she was really struggling with her nutrition and she'd just been on vacation she's just she spent six days and um, seeing her family north and she came back and she said man I feel like I feel awful I feel like I've completely lost everything I feel like I'm completely screwed up when we talked through it and she said what I'm going to do is I'm going to drink more water um I'm going to get a source of protein in for every meal um, and I'm just going to get some movement it's going to get workout in." I said fantastic awesome so I was like how do you feel about that she said well you know I, I feel like I have to Eat absolutely perfect every single meal. I feel like every single meal has to be, you know, lean protein, zero carb for me to see any progress. And when we talked about it, it was actually a mindset of you need to be absolutely all out effort, 10 out of 10 effort all the time. And it's actually you're you're actually doing the things that are gonna help you to move the needle and keep progressing. But the trouble is, you're so focused on doing the difficult, easy stuff where the room for failure is so, there's such a thin threshold of you actually failing on this that if you fail, you fail. You can try again next, you can try again next Monday. You can screw up again. The, The difficult, hard is you actually, what I have to call is like the slingshot effect. You actually take two steps back so you can take 10 steps forward. So, yeah, it might be that right now, you just need to get a source of protein in, in the morning at breakfast, whether it's, whatever it is, whether it's a protein shake, whether it's um, a couple of hard-boiled eggs, because that's gonna help you feel more sustained and more, more fueled and filled throughout the day, and you're gonna have less cravings throughout the day. That's gonna be way more in- impactful than you say, I'm gonna go zero carb, I'm gonna go back on the paleo, carnivore, keto diet, or I'm gonna, right now I'm doing three workouts uh, a week, I want to do five to six because more equals better. It's a hundred percent not true. Like if, if that were the case, that would be our model. That would be our business model. You come in every single day or you come in twice a day and we just keep beating you to the ground until you miraculously see change. It's just not true.
0: And feeding everyone, um, low carb, paleo food all the time. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that like basic stuff is super, it's like the hardest thing to do, but it's also so simple. Um, and it's, you know, sleep getting good halfway, decent nutrition. Uh, Oftentimes I'll tell people like, just, just don't do something awful. Don't do something you're going to be embarrassed to tell me about, or if you're going to go to McDonald's, like get a diet Coke instead of a normal one get a medium French fries instead of extra large mm-hmm. it's like little things that start to add up a lot of times. Um, yeah. we, we, um, I didn't fully intend to get too deep into coaching or nutrition on this. I want to learn more about <laughs> Ben. So, um, I know the answer to this question, but you've got it, you've got a beautiful accent. So we got to hear more about <laughs> where you're from. I, I know you, uh, lived in Boynton not too long ago, but I don't think that's the Boynton accent. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about, um, where you
1: grew up and that sort of thing. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. So I actually grew up uh, in South London. For those that actually know the UK, it is a county called Kent. That's like the equivalent of like a Palm Beach county. It's like, so it's it's about 30 minutes from the capital. And so I was born and raised there. Um, All my family still live there now. And um, I'll be be honest, man, I had, I had a pretty rough uh, childhood. Um, I was basically in and out of hospital from about the age of like 15 to 20. Um, about 2021, 20, I had a big, huge mindset change that came with a lot of um, therapy and a lot of just uh, a lot of rehab, basically. Um, 22, I met my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, uh, so much accounts uh, She was having to be at the same college that I was at at the time. So I would basically gone back to college to do my master's degree. So basically pretty much given up on um, college at that time. And she happened to be like a friend of a friend. We started dating for a bit. And then I I started getting a lot more into strength training um, and a lot more into sport as an avenue for me to improve. So as a, just to feel better, live a healthier life, um, and got really into it. It was around this time that I started kind of accidentally that I like, just kind of stumbled into CrossFit. I think it was one of my buddies from college was doing it. said, no, you he might be quite interested in this. You might be quite good at it. And um, got really, really into it. And um, about 23, 24, that was when I started getting into CrossFit. And my now wife happened to go back to Florida. She, she, she was born and raised in Boynton. And, We did the long distance thing for about three years. And I'll be brutally honest, CrossFit became almost like a, what's the word, like a coping mechanism for me. It Hmm. was something that was like very, it's very structured, it's very community based, it was just fun, it was enjoyable. I could do it. I didn't need to worry about the fact that at the time we were in this long distance relationship, not really sure about what the future held, but. And got to a point where I was really dealing with a lot of like FOMO, a lot of fear of missing out and was just overdoing it. And about 25, 26, I was really, really into it, really competitive. And I got injured. I like broke my carpal bone. And for those that like have done that, if if anyone's had any wrist injury while they're doing CrossFit, you'll know that means no snatching, no clean and jerk, can't really front squat because of the pain in your wrist. Deadlift can even be an issue. Push-ups. Push-ups, cow Um, so you're basically like completely out of it, and that was probably the best thing that happened to me at the time because I realized I wasn't making any progress, I wasn't enjoying it at all. It was just a way for me to not think about anything else, basically, at the time, and like the anxiety around being in my business relationship, not really knowing what the future held. So probably the best thing that happened to me, because after that, um, I started to really get into coaching um, and personal training and started to shift my mindset a little bit away from working out, training and competing. And 2017, my wife and I get married, went through the whole green card palaver process, um, then Grinding personal trainer um, at a number of gyms for a few years. Um, Had my own coaching business as well, where I was doing nutrition coaching. And then January 2022, joined here. Here we are. (laughs) I've had the the best four months of my life, man. Yeah, it's been awesome. So, yeah, so it's been quite an interesting, um, like, seven, eight years of me, like, getting to this point. But I think the really big thing for me is... um, not getting back to that place that I was at. And also recognizing the fact that working out, getting fit or even getting strong, isn't the be all and end all. Like I I had a CrossFit coach back in the day who like took me aside. I know we've spoken about this in the past. And he said, look, dude, you've got to do CrossFit to live. You can't can't live to do CrossFit. And he said that back in like 2015, when I was like, again, like neck deep into CrossFit, drinking the Kool-Aid stuff doing two workouts a day, blah, 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 blah. And at the time, it was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm, yeah, sure. Not It was like what, like in through one ear, out through the other. Like, I didn't really understand it. And then after I got injured and I got married, and then your mindset completely changes, you totally get it. Like, you literally train, work out, do whatever it is. got to do run, crossfit, whatever it is, lift weights. Do that to enjoy life. Don't make it your life. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, training for life. We've like talked about that a little bit recently in some of our um,
1: emails and stuff.
0: Um, you mentioned, well, a lot of things I'd circle back to, but I Sorry, I didn't take right. notes. So I forgot. Um, one of them is you said you went back to school to get your master's degree.
1: Yeah.
0: What did you get your master's degree in
1: English? English? Yeah, I, I was That's gonna cool. be an English teacher. Um, I and I was did. gonna do
0: that for like a semester or two and change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two semesters.
1: Yeah, yeah it's funny, man. I had it all set. I was gonna be a teacher. And I was, I was obviously like, um, innovation with my wife at the time. She then went back to the U S and I realized, man, I just hate it. I absolutely <laughs> really hate these classes. I hate the people around me and stuff. It's really boring. And there was around the time that I was like, okay, I'm starting to get in a train. I'm starting to like make friends, have a community with these, with these people. This is really the avenue of what, what I want to do. Cool. And, and that, yeah. That was, that was a position. So it could have been a completely different, like, we changed for me I, I, I
0: would imagine when you were going back to school to um, get your master's in English, the thought was, I guess I'm going to be an English teacher. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I did,
0: when I was in college, I changed my major five or six times, probably. Oh yeah. Um, and there was a point I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to be an English teacher. I really like writing. I like reading. Um, and I took a couple classes, and they're like, oh, you'll be a great teacher. I'm like, no, I won't. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, I like history. And it was the same thing with like, oh, you'll be a history teacher. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then the so irony fair. is I, I think I spend a lot of my time trying to educate people now, which is funny. And I think if I were to do something else, I would probably want to be a teacher. But when I was like 20 and in college, I'm like, Do you know, the, forget that.
1: I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. I am that's I look back now and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I could actually see myself. Yeah. Like it's teaching. It's quite ironic that obviously was been in, in a coaching role now.
0: It's not yeah. that much different. It's just educating yeah. people through different means. And I think, um, you know, trying to have a positive impact on someone's life, whether that's through teaching them about, uh, Shakespeare or, <laughs> um, you know, how to pick things up, 100. It, it's different, yeah. but we're still trying to make people help people like get more out of their life, feel a little bit more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna like a hundred percent put you on the spot and maybe we have to edit this out and I don't know how to edit. So we'll figure it out just, yeah, as, um, so you made a, you made a comment about being in out of the hospital. I know you made a social yeah. media post the other day about, um, some of your struggles with disorder eating habits. Um, I would love to hear what you're willing to share with that, that share about yeah, that. You don't have to get too far in the weeds. Um, I think there are a lot of people who do struggle with. Um, I don't like to use the term eating disorder. I like to say disordered eating. I am um, not an expert yeah. in this by any means. Um, but as someone who's worked in the fitness industry for nine or ten years, I think at this point. Um, worked with very high level athletes. I've worked with high school age kids, people in weight class sports, people trying to lose, gain weight, muscle, what have you. Um, I think there's a lot of people that do have um, some disordered relationships with food. And that doesn't necessarily mean bulimia, anorexia, anything like that. It's just sometimes people struggle with their body image, what they eat, how it's going to affect it, how that's going to affect their um, performance, their mental acuity, whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's like this weird, dirty secret, I think, in like the fitness industry, um, where a lot of maybe in general, too, I think so much has to do with social media. The way that people are presenting themselves, the way that the media presents um, the archetypal male and female bodies mm. um how they should look and without going too far too far down like that spectrum of how people are portrayed in the media um you know what was your struggles with some of your ed stuff and mm. um do you have anything like you could share with someone that may be helpful
1: yeah totally, man. i think like the first thing i want to say probably like the funny thing for me, mate, if if we were here, if this was two years ago, like, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't have any idea because I I made it like, I aggressively like suppressed that part of my life that I was extremely embarrassed by. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very, very afraid of like, somebody finds out and they have this completely different perspective on me, you know, and especially for me as a coach and as a nutrition coach, it's like, oh my God, if people find out that. I had this eating disorder which i was basically hospitalized and my life was pretty much completely ruined for like five years like there's no way they're gonna trust me it was actually only when i'd heard a talk from a nutrition coach an amazing awesome guy called uh, jason phillips and I've come across oh him yeah well, nutrition very familiar with him i have one of his books and he yeah he was very open he's talked about the same thing yeah eric cressy one of the Best strength coaches yep. on the planet, same oh, thing. up in Jupiter. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brett Bartholomew, exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, one of the best coaches yeah. on planet Earth right now. And he was very, very, very open. When I read um, Conscious Coaching by Brett Bartholomew, I was, like, listening to a lot of his stuff. He was a 100% like, everything on the table, this was my life, and this is why it's important for who I am. And it just completely changed my perspective. I was like, man, one of the reasons why... I'm really struggling as a trainer and a coach is because like this whole thing I'm suppressing about my past and I'm seeing so many people that either I'm training or I see it with friends or whoever it is that like you said are kind of on that they're flirting on that borderline of like disordered eating habits and they don't see me as somebody that can talk about that because I'm suppressing this thing sure. and I i don't want to talk about it because I'm afraid to talk about it. So the yeah. second, yeah. So a little
0: vulnerability and commonality goes a long way with helping people.
1: hundred percent, man. So yeah, but a couple of years ago, I actually started to be more public and open, but I had clients, I had close friends that had literally no idea, like CrossFit, like some of my training partners at the time, fewer, like no way they would know, but Long long or short it was from about the age of 15 to 20, 21. I was basically in and out of hospital. I suffered with um, bulimia, body dysmorphia, anorexia. Um, it got to a point my <laughs> um, it got to a, my first my first semester of college, um, I would I basically checked in to like an inpatient therapy hospital and that like specialized in eating disorders for like two weeks. That was over Christmas. And so I basically gone back home and I basically for like three months, just locked myself away and was like basically starving myself and then binging. And my family were absolutely horrified. I came back and I was like under a hundred pounds. I think it was, I think I was like, it was like six stone 12, which I think is about 95 pounds. And put that in perspective, that's like I'm five foot nine um average like 95 but you can imagine i think my bmi was like 12 like 12 or 13 so i was severely underweight yeah um so they i was very 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 lucky that my my parents at the time they didn't take any kind of like waiting or anything they're like okay we're gonna we're, you need to go to hospital now like and so i got checked into a uh, private hospital so it was all out of pocket for them They literally just like, They must really like you. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, they must really like me because it took like that time, it took two years for me to see any change at all. I literally, I was so in the thick of like my illness, like my mental illness and my situation. And it had, I had a really big light bulb moment where I was in college, I just finished my second year uh my mum had picked me up to kind of take me home so to like finish up the year and she mentioned that she was like she was feeling really unwell and she was losing sleep by me coming back home and that's for whatever reason that for me was just this light bulb moment of like what am I doing like I'm completely ruining myself like that I, I don't have a life like I'm affecting the people around me and literally that was my first decision to be like right I'm gonna whatever I need to do, I'm going to step out of this, this situation I'm in. Um, and I started to literally at the time it was like, okay, I'm going to actually, I'm going to have a dinner. Like that is, that's a huge win. And like that then just became the thing. And, and it was about three or four months in, I started gaining a bit of weight. I started feeling happier, healthier myself. And then one of my therapists at the time was like, you know, you should maybe think about doing something like strength training because like you're going to feel really good. You're going to start building a bit of muscle, feeling a bit better about yourself. Uh, so I got into that. Uh, and that was a great outlet for me to have a bit of, build a bit of like self-esteem, self-confidence. Um, had Every now and then i have the same issues. Every now and then like relapses and things like that. And things were never perfect. I look back and especially that time when I was into CrossFit, um, things were, <laughs> how much time we got? 30 minutes, okay. <laughs> Actually, okay, I'm kind of sure. Um, but yeah, dude, that, that was basically me. So I think for me, like when you said there about eating disorder, like disordered eating habits, 100%, I'd say the vast majority of people that are in the gym alone might be dealing with body image issues, body dysmorphia, or might have a mindset of that all or nothing mentality as well. You're always flirting with, this is yep. disordered eating. But I'm actually. This is like you, you're being really strict on your diet, or you're just punishing yourself. Mm-hmm. So that is a, that became a huge thing for me. Like why I do what I do, basically. Um, and the second that I was open about it, I got a lot more support, a lot more understanding from people, um, and my clients as well. Like they under, they understood the reasons why I, I make decisions that I do. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know, I think
0: it's it's important for you're able to relate to people a little bit more. You know, sometimes people put trainers, coaches, mentors, teachers on pedestals to say they know everything. And then I would say for me, some of my most impactful lessons I've learned about coaching are from things I've had to go through as a, I would not consider myself an athlete since I was like over the age of 18 when I was like playing hockey. But um, (laughs) as someone who participated in like training, Um, you know, just like a person trying to get healthier, pushing it too hard in some areas, not having balance in other areas. Um, I think those are some of the best lessons we learned and we're fortunate enough to be able to relay those onto our clients sometimes. Um, well, thanks for sharing. It was (laughs) super nice to like, you know, get on here and chat. And, uh, we only, we didn't really go over too much of what we're going to talk about. I'm like, oh, we're just going to chat, um, interview you a little bit. So we're going to wrap this one up. We're at our uh, recording limit. We might have to figure out something else if we keep going with long-winded answers. So um, thanks anyone for tuning in. We do have a couple things coming up in the next few plus weeks. Um, Coach Megan's going to be hosting a yoga flow uh, May 7th on a Saturday after our normal classes. And then that following weekend, Jimmy's going to be Running through a pain free fitness seminar. So, with that, we'll be running through some assessments, some talks on load versus capacity, trying to give you guys a little bit of education um, regarding fitness, pain, recovery. And then in June, we haven't had a date nailed down yet, but Ben's going to go through a little nutrition workshop, some sort of nutrition 101 thing, mm-hmm. um, trying to give everyone some tangible takeaways for that, um, something you can implement pretty quickly, basic habit stuff not um, carnivore, not paleo, just (laughs) trying to live healthy. So,
1: um, that's it again, Ben, thanks Mm -hmm. for being on and we will talk to you guys next week.